Hi, I'm Gabe. And I'm Kat. And we're the, the Ghouls, Ghouls Next, Next Door. Door. Talk about that spooky stuff all the time. We're doing it. Yeah. Doing and, it, doing it, doing it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this uh, time we are kind of reevaluating old topics. Of sorts. Yeah. Like we're finding new things to talk about in regards to a topic we've already talked about. Yeah. November. Uh, <laughs> it happened, I guess. We're here. Yeah. What's up? Yes. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the occult. Yeah. Occultism. Occultism. Previously, we've talked about witches, mm-hmm. um, where we talked about the Blair Witch. I believe that was episode four. Yeah, it was <laughs> early. Which, I mean, honestly, I went back and looked at our script and I was like, wow. Yeah. We were like, you know, we were trying to be really legit. <laughs> yeah, no, we, I, I'd say by episode, like, four, yeah, I'd say four was when we were like, okay, there has to be a strategy. <laughs> yeah, we were like, doing. the first two were fun. Yeah. But <laughs> we yeah. need to get it together. Yeah. And I, and, you know, now we're at episode uh, 81. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's, we've come a long way from episode four. Mm-hmm. And so instead of talking about just witches, and I didn't want to do like the classic, like, let's talk about Salem witch trials. We all know what that was. We all know um, it was a bad time for ladies. <laughs> yeah. So instead, uh, we're going to talk about the occult and yeah. what that is. We're going to um, well, kind of talk about how it affects the world around us right and then we also watched two films so we watched uh the endless and a dark song so we'll be telling you guys that stuff and you know honestly spoilers you know how this works yeah it's gonna be spoils on spoils yeah so i guess dive into our our spooky pot of potions is that yeah yeah. potions are words yeah yeah uh boil and toil and trouble yep yeah okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Cool. So, um, as we do here at the Ghouls Next Door. We're going to try to be smarts about stuff. What? We're not going to be dumb, dumb. We're going to be smart, smart. Excellent. Yeah. We're starting strong. That's what strong. I prescribe to. Yeah, yeah. I think people are already convinced. Mm-hmm. You know, when you it. have to tell someone, like, assert by, like, repeating it several times that you're smart, people are like, okay, yeah, only a They're... smart person would do that. Yeah, that's, that's true. They, with their words and not their actions. Hey, I think, hey. Yeah? I think I do it with my actions, too. Yeah. Friends. <laughs> Well, I've now, been told I have a history corner. Okay, so. you do have a history corner. Yeah. Well, aren't you? Thanks, uh, Roland. Sit us down. Roland at, loves me. Yeah, he does. Gabe, he's your like number one fan. Uh-huh. Roland, if you're listening, and you probably are, because you're a good fan. Uh, cats with eye. Hi. <laughs> um, I can and, say it myself too, because I'm here. <laughs> you're here. We are gonna actually get sit. Da- we're gonna sit down, crisscross applesauce, mm-hmm. get comfortable for the story time in Cats History Corner. Yeah. Where we're going to learn about what in the world is occultism. What is the deal? If you can hear my voice clap once. Oh my God, you did it. I did it. Oh, you can hear me. Okay, cool. So the Britannica Dictionary defines occultism as various theories and practices involving a belief in and knowledge of or use of supernatural forces or beings. So it's very vague. Yeah. It's just like literally anything stuff. and something not natural is happening. Yeah. Something that seems a little out of the ordinary. Yeah. And you don't have science yet to back it up. Yeah. Which, so. according to Ed Warren, means it's globules. Ghosts. Yeah, gob- globules. <laughs> I still can't say it. That's crazy. Okay. No, I'm not going to keep trying. But yeah, so the one thing that I found really interesting about cultism is that it's existed in terms of like people believe in it. Yeah. Across almost all of our cultures, mm-hmm. all human societies yeah. as a whole have mentioned occultism in some way. So it's like it's either witchcraft or it's, you know, spiritual healing. Spir- yeah, spiritual healing, uh, other things that are just like supernatural. Other where- kinds of religion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and usually religion is like heavily drenched in it. 
Yeah. Um, and it kind of depends on like where you're coming from, how you view it. So you have like, there's people who see it as a powerful thing. Like it's mm-hmm. a good thing. You want to have occultism <laughs> in, associated with what you're doing because it like gives you power. Yeah. You know, you're healing people. You're a spiritual healer. You uh, are a witch doctor, which is fighting against witchcraft in a medicine sense. Um, and, you know, there's lots of places where it's a positive thing. Yeah. We're, we're not embracing Western medicine. We're embracing a different kind of medicine. And it doesn't make it wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's the, like, fun thing that anthropology does. Yeah. <laughs> is that it shows you that, like, just because people don't believe the thing you believe does not mean they are wrong. Yeah. It just means they have different views. And it also, like, is a very strong thing in regards to, like, any mental health issues, right? Because those mm-hmm. are, that's, like, cannot always be, like, cured or or like fixed or even just like managed with some traditional like Western medicines, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you do need to do more um, homeopathic remedies and mm-hmm. sometimes that works best for people. So I think, yeah. yeah. And I, um, one thing I thought was interesting, I'll let you, I'll let you talk more and then I'll pop in because there's something I thought was cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just thought it was really like, Cool how um, I remember reading about this when I was like uh, when I was in college, I had uh, anthropology of medicine. And then Mm -hmm. it was basically talking about all the different ways that people practice medicine and how there are so many different versions of medicine that exist that extend past Western medicine and how like everyone always really tries to push Western medicine. Because they're like, science, this, that, you know. And then it's like, it's not to say the other things that people are doing aren't scientific. It's mm-hmm. just that's not how they are calling it. Yeah. Just because it's not labeled. Yeah. <laughs> like prescription-y that mm-hmm. like, you know, we're not trying to make, make big pharma everywhere. Yeah. Well, they probably like, <laughs> yeah, conducted their own experiments with it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. they're like, we have a theory, we tested it, here it is. But it's not like outwardly called science, but they didn't just get there on a whim. They mm-hmm. tried things and then they found this worked and maybe they can't explain why it works, but it does. Yeah. And I mean, if you ever have seen Dr. Stone, it's a new anime. Um, they touch on this a little bit in that, like, there's this guy who's practicing what he calls alchemy mm-hmm. and he's really just doing science, <laughs> but he like calls it alchemy and yeah. he's like making a whole big deal and he's like really smart. He just didn't have the terms mm-hmm. that were created in like the future society. So the yeah. prep premise of dr stone is that all people were frozen all uh medusa style um and then they wake up because of science Mm -hmm. um and there's this dr stone who's a scientist and he's trying to like show like primitive society science again Hmm. um and how like there's this one guy who's an alchemist and he's like doing all this science stuff he just doesn't have the same phrases for it and then like at first dr stone's like real rude to him (laughs) and then they start to like grow and like he starts to respect all the work that he's done with none of like the previous knowledge so he basically if you had gone back in time was like rediscovering all the stuff that famous scientists had discovered yeah before or without any of the context or knowledge yeah without any of the the assistance to get that back there yes i hope i didn't spoil dr stone for anybody it's really good (laughs) um but yeah uh essentially i kind of view how Western society views occultism with that kind of lens. It's just like lots of things that we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And as we do in the West, <laughs> <laughs> manifest destiny and all that stuff. We like to tell other people they don't know what they're talking about. Yep. We, we like to act right. like we know everything <laughs> and that, you know, there's no other way to look at it and all that stuff. Could so if you're looking at it from a Western lens, you know, in terms of like, Western society generally goes, you're either religious-y, like in Christianity, and, you know, there are other religions within Western society, but we force Christianity down everyone's throats. Um, And then also, or you're approaching it from, like, a very scientific background. So you generally view the occult or occultism as, like, nonsense if you view it from a science standpoint. Mm -hmm. You're just like, nah, (laughs) this is just mental health problems. Yeah. And people who need medicine. And not everyone always needs medicine. But then you also have the other end where it's like someone has cancer and they don't want to get cured for cancer because they want God to fix. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a hard line to toe. Battlestar Galactica has a good episode about it. But. Yes. Or you're approaching it from like a Christianity standpoint. And Mm -hmm. that's like, it's demons. It's bad. Yeah. 
you are you're working with dark with, magic. Mm-hmm, you're working with the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you get things like possession. Where like there are certain cultures in Africa where possession is like a grand thing. Yeah. You, like everyone's getting possessed. It's a good time. Like yeah. you're, it's like means something positive where like, we're like trying to exercise people and like hurt them yeah. <laughs> through exorcism because we're like witches you and demons that out of you. and all that stuff. Well, this is where I will insert the thought that I had. Dope. Cause it's perfect. So I listened to a Ted talk by the author of Eat, Pray, Love, and I'm blanking on her name right now. I want to say it's like Perkins. Like See, that. I just think Gilbert, the Gilbert one with the something. lady with the big mouth, uh, who was in the movie for it. <laughs> okay, uh, rude. <laughs> no, she just is known. For, Julia Roberts, she has a large mouth. You know I can't tell them apart. <laughs> so I don't know which one you're talking about, but I'll take it. Uh, but the, the author of Eat, Pray, Love had this TED Talk mm-hmm. about um, the idea of demons back in the day and how it was actually a good thing. Like it wasn't like the demons that we think of now where it's just like they're, you know, like pawns for Satan and evil. Mm -hmm. It was that there was like, it was essentially what a demon was, was like a spirit, like an other, like a supernatural being spirit that Mm -hmm. would then possess like artists and creators and then use them as a tool to create. So mm-hmm. what happened with that was that if something like if they did really, really well, it helped them remain humble because they were like, well, I didn't do it. The spirit did it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you're not like being over celebrity <laughs> because mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I just got lucky that I got possessed and I can be like humble about it and like appreciate it. Whereas also if something if it didn't work out and it was not great, then it was like, oh, I guess that was just a bad like spirit that was in there. They did a bad job. And then you don't like beat yourself up about it. Yeah. And so as soon as people kind of cast that away, that's when we got like the like the starving artist and like the artist that like bring themselves to like suicide trying to like do better or like outdo themselves and to like bear Mm -hmm. that whole limelight. And so it was like when we kind of took it upon our, it was us and not the spirit, then it became our fault when something went wrong. Yeah. But it was also like all us if it went really well, which just meant you were setting yourself up for future failure because how are you going to outdo that? Yeah. (laughs) So I just, yeah, I loved, I loved that Ted talk. I can't remember her name right now, but definitely look it up. It's super inspiring for anyone who likes to write. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. And it's just, like, interesting, too, because it's uh, basically (laughs) people have, like, used, uh, like, fear of the occultism Mm -hmm. as, like, a way to just murder women for thousands of years. They don't even need excuses all the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, But, like, basically anything, like, would used to be considered witchcraft. And it was just, like, kind of back when Christiana was really in its heyday and, like, the Catholic Church and getting power and all that stuff that that really started to spread and yeah. lots of people got murdered. Yeah. And, like, for doing not that bad stuff. Like, just doing stuff, like, that nowadays we'd be like, what? Well, think about, like, in a time period when, like, we don't have doctors, where you would just have someone who could make up remedies because they studied herbology and, like, were had, mm-hmm. like, plants and would craft you these remedies that would sometimes work. I mean, it was, you're gambling, right? But you had someone who was, like honestly like the lifeblood of this little town and as soon as something goes wrong it's so easy to point a finger at that person because we think oh they're doing something black magic spiritual not thinking oh they're just like you know making helpful little remedies yeah it was i read something where it was like you could just be a woman and like collecting herbs in a garden and they're like burner yeah she's She's a witch she's got a motive yeah it's like no i just you know i wanted to make a really good stew i guess I guess I'm the stew now. Let's. Yep, look. we're dead. I don't do, do I float? I don't know. And it's just, yeah, and it's just like the whole fear is just so interesting because there's so many reasons why I think it's not that deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we're talking about the movie Endless, yeah, that's stressful. Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But at the same, like, it's just like, it's not that. But it also. Deep. We make it so scary. It's not scary. Yeah. It's just like stuff we can't understand yet. And we'll understand eventually. Yeah. It's just and a way okay. to kind of cope yeah. with the bigness, the, the enormity of the universe mm-hmm. and all the expanse of things that we don't understand. There's so many things we're never going to understand and we need to not kill people about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's my view on occultism. Uh, thank you for coming to my talk. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The cat talk. 
Yeah, K A T. It would be I don't know cat any words talk, that start with K. Cat talk. <laughs> yep, it's me. Little cat talk. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, I will say this. So, um, in researching the occult. So there's something I really found interesting in it when I was looking, like, one, to find films to study. Because originally we were thinking of readdressing witches. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, there's a lot on witches. But even that is, like, there's so much more to them than mm-hmm. what that is. And I was like, I want to kind of try something different. And then I just thought, I was like, what about the occult? And so I Googled the occult to find different films in a, mm-hmm. a, a plethora well, because it's such a wide topic. Yeah. yeah. And they're all so different. And what I found was like, one, like TV and film and just like media in general just love the occult. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to like make. And they're also diverse, like mm-hmm. the top, the way that these topics are approaches, but we get approached, but we get like witches, witchcrafts and all the fun and spooky parts of the occult. Um, but like, yeah. <laughs> so one, we, we talked about the witch um, in a long time ago in our witches episode mm-hmm. in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Um, and what I found was like a lot of we've done quite a few episodes that have um, media in them that are, could be a linked to the occult. Like oh, that yeah. we've already covered. So like we talked... feel like the spooky times just align to that. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, there's hereditary, mm-hmm. Suspiria, the craft, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so much more. Um, and there's even like uh, ones that we haven't talked about, the, but that we have watched or, or indulged in, like the chilling adventures of Sabrina, mm-hmm. which you're mad at me because I watched it without I you. I stopped watching it because you did that. <laughs> it was the chilling adventures Traitor. of Sabrina. Burn her. It, what I thought is very interesting... <laughs> Yeah, we just said no. <laughs> she watches things that way. She's a witch. No, no. Um, what I thought was interesting about the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, because I um, had never, like, I knew a little bit about Sabrina, obviously because of the, the 90s show. Yeah. Um, but even more than, I knew there was a comic, but I didn't really know. And then when you kind of see that it's, like, linked to Archie, mm-hmm. there's, like, this weird, like, cuteness to it mm-hmm. <laughs> that like you kind of even though it's very like the comic itself is so much more intense than what the show is yeah. right because the show kind of tries to make occultism almost as charming and cute as Kiernan Shipka <laughs> the yeah. lady who plays uh the girl who plays uh Sabrina in it right um but it there are some really intense themes in there yeah that I felt like were like there's empowerment and feminism, which is so intertwined with occultism, right? Like, that's why oh, oftentimes yeah. we see witches, they're ladies. <laughs> well, yeah, they wanted to burn us because we wanted rights. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But there's also, like, a strength that comes from that that I find mm-hmm. is interesting. But twofold, because the the head of whatever the occultism, like, practices does tend to be male. So mm. there's this, or, like, male presenting. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It, it kind of folds in on itself in regards to feminism. Like that's one thing that like I liked because I have not finished Sabrina and I'm not caught up in any way, but there was a part where she was like kind of fighting back, but she was getting stuck into like the role that everyone wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. But she was adamantly like, I don't know Lucifer. Like I don't know Satan and his deal. Yeah. And like, I feel like he's just using us and it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> and at the same time, I do really want to learn about this stuff because then I get powers and I can do better and do good mm-hmm. um and that also makes me think of uh the love witch which you did not watch but i watched yeah another you told me i wouldn't like it <laughs> you wouldn't um you would have been bored okay but i would because only because to me it reminded me a lot of the giallo that oh, we watched okay. and, and you did didn't like, like those giallo. yeah and so it kind of has like it's like a lot of color although the colors are pastel it's just lots of color lots of pretty and then it's like kind of suspenseful um, but it, it, it's so aesthetic and like purposeful in mm. the way that it's shot, uh, that like one, you don't really like it's, it was made very recently, yeah. but it looks like it was made in the sixties, like on That's purpose. Cool. That's cool though. Yeah. But there's like this whole thing that I thought was weird with the love witch where she is like, you know, she was heartbroken and then she finds power in becoming a witch mm-hmm. and like lures men and all this stuff. But she still has like the traditional things where she has to like, bow down to a man and like mm. kind of and then her purpose is to like please a man but at the same time it's not like she, i don't think she yeah. gets that that's not what her purpose is like i didn't finish that one either because i fell asleep mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very late and then i was like i can't make cat watch this so i just have to find time for myself but what i find out a lot in this is like uh like a dichotomy 
in mm-hmm. most of our media and in reality, where we have um, both a strength and empowerment aspect mm-hmm. to occultism, and then also just like an undermining of our rights, yeah. <laughs> like our individualism as uh, women. Uh, something that I that we discovered when we were researching this was uh, a perplexing theory that I found, mm-hmm. uh, or Kat found actually, in, um, on our Esquire.com. Yes. And it's this article titled, Ask Not What You Can Do for Your Country, But What Witchcraft Can Do for You. Yeah, it's a fun title. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very fun. Um, and in this article, the, the writer Auntie Donahue um, finds a connection between the tw- trends of our occult media crazes mm-hmm. and like what is happening politically in our country, specifically in America, which I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And specifically, she starts it out talking about Lana Del Rey. Mm -hmm. And how she had mentioned that she would put a hex on President Trump. Yeah. Not my President Trump. Yeah. And... And that was kind of like, it's so in, in line with what we're doing these days, you mm-hmm. know, like being a witch is like, cool. <laughs> like Yeah, oh, no, oh. it's like a big stance in femininity and, yeah. you know, just kind of like taking control of yourself and against the patriarchy. Yeah. And then it's also like, you know, this like, you know, kind of grounded way to like take care of yourself too and mm-hmm. you know there's like oh it's tarot readings are big now and like people really understanding their own spiritual like well-being and who they are so it's definitely like lana del rey like totally jumped on that and it's yeah. great because also she just like reminds me of the love witch because of her aesthetic oh yeah that i was like this is like she should have been in there although the <laughs> actress did a really great job uh <laughs> but um so the, in this article there's like this comparison of times when there's like kind of like political like turn not turmoil but like mm-hmm. kind of like apprehension and like un like where women kind of feel threatened or the world kind of feels threatened mm-hmm. um and then there's we're also rights. yes our <laughs> rights are threatened uh or just like you know where we have people in power who are very clearly against what is best for us or mm-hmm. just like are are showing <laughs> the opposite yeah. of what would be great for us um and so then there's like a spike there happens to be a spike in occultism and like feminist witches that pop up in media. So mm-hmm. like she explains like during like Clinton, um, we had the craft and charmed pop mm-hmm. up. And that is such an interesting uh, thing to happen because we have these two shows that have or a show and a film that have four strong witchy women, mm-hmm. right, who are like going against like what is expected of them and finding power. And even if the craft has like its own issues, right? Yeah. Uh, But it's during a time when our own president is abusing his power to have an affair with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, this is like an ironic and tragic attempt at us like wrestling back power, Mm -hmm. right? Like we're seeing that in front of us. Um, So she uh, had said in her article, and T. Donahue says, we tend to reclaim power through culture when we're feeling politically powerless and nothing offers us the illusion of power like watching fictional characters wield theirs. Yeah. In fact, almost all surges of witch-centric programming seem like they culturally call out their respective social and political realities. So her, like, she even goes into... um, she gets to compare the rebellious and relatable kids in Harry Potter mm-hmm. and they're like fighting back against Voldemort as serving like a larger purpose when placed upon like the fact that it's it's happening during the background of the Bush years mm-hmm. when we have so many people who are just like puppets yeah. during that time and like the Iraq war. Like we're just like funneled into that. And like and all it's... this awful stuff's happening, but no one's trying to do anything about it. And anyone who is is getting like, shh. Yeah, exactly. Which mm-hmm. is like if only we had... A couple of witches and wizards who can fight against the big bad, right? Um, I don't know if I... (laughs) I kind of feel like it's a little bit of uh, a reach in in the article. Um, Some of it does feel a little bit like coincidence. Like, Lana Mm -hmm. Del Rey's quote is very much because that's the time and because Trump is very much an aggressor of Mm -hmm. women's rights, right? Um, I think the other ones are like... it, It speaks more of the fact that we do have so many 
like pieces of media that have the occult in them and mm -hmm. have witches and that a lot of them actually are like positive stories that's what i found very interesting yeah. is that we have like so many like we have like what practical magic um we have like even the ones that are supposed to be scary or not like hocus pocus right yeah <laughs> like, there's so many out there uh and even just thinking about sabrina the teenage witch mm -hmm. charmed like those are cute shows like uh, the new sabrina <laughs> is a cute show and yeah. it was always like look at this charming thing we have we have women who are in power and they're and they do it and it's not always just like a we are being feminists like punching you in the face yeah <laughs> it's always just like <laughs> yeah of course we are yeah <laughs> like and we're having fun with it we all are different like we're all different types of women we mm -hmm. all have our own individual challenges and magic is also there kind yeah. of thing and I thought that was really interesting because even when we were looking for films to talk about in this section mm -hmm. I felt like there wasn't a lot of specifically occult driven horror films mm -hmm. and there's way more just, just like occult, fun, fun or like drama or just like silly or like cute like there's just so many that are just that I wouldn't say are are this traditional horror that people see. And mm -hmm. I thought that was a really interesting thing because I was like, what are, as a society, what we're saying is that we get it. Like we get what the occult is supposed to be. It's supposed yeah. to be power. It's supposed to be like us finding ourselves and having spiritualism and like, you know, connecting to something else out there. And it's not something that's just black magic and scary stuff. Yeah. It's like you either have just exorcisms, 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 Christianity. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> yes. Or, you have spooky fun times. I feel powerless, so I'm going to watch these people enact power that is, like, basically I can't have. Like, everyone wants superpowers, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, you want magic. Yeah. People want magic to exist. Yeah. Because it just kind of brings more beauty to the world. Yeah. That is generally somewhat upsetting and ugly. Yeah, and it also brings you hope, too, right? Yeah. If this is something mm -hmm. that is attainable, right? Because, like, that's the thing about occultism, right? Is that, like, almost anyone can do it if you just did it, right? Like, yeah. I, like anyone could be a witch, like, in quotations right now. Mm -hmm. And that, like, you can pick up some books, you can learn some things, you can feel that way. There's plenty of pagans out there who are just like, we love the earth. Like, you could you could literally just decide one day that that's what you are. And yeah. it, it, it is so much more attainable than being like, I'm going to go get bit by a radioactive spider and change the world. Instead, it's like, I'm going to take back control of my life and do things that make me feel better mm -hmm. and, like in ways that are, are more achievable than if I was like, I have to go to the doctor and spend $5,000 for this treatment mm -hmm. <laughs> when I really could just do a homeopathic thing. Um, as long as it's not like, you know, like chemotherapy, you can't do that at home. Yeah. So that's <laughs> my two cents about that. But yeah, I think it's, I think a Colton film is super fun. And we're going to talk about two that we watched that one I think was fun. Yeah, I would agree. And I the other was interesting. Yeah. So we watched two films. We did. So we watched The Endless from 2016, uh, directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And this film is uh, super interesting. Yeah, at it was least a fun for me. Time. Uh, it's the same directors who did Spring. So if you watch or listen to our Lovecraft episode, mm -hmm. was it Love? No, it wasn't Lovecraft. If you watch our, it was our Loving our Monsters, Loving Monsters episode. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Spring is kind of like the before sunset, but with Lovecraftian horror a little bit. Because mm -hmm. tentacle monsters. Yeah. And love. But love. Yeah. That was really the point. <laughs> it was a good film. It was yeah. a good film. They do a really good job of taking like like really big, intense Lovecraftian topics and making them more digestible and like, but what if real life happens? What do you yeah. do as a real person and you don't makes, live in the 1920s mm -hmm. and you're racist? Like what it makes it real practical. <laughs> yeah. It's like practical ways to deal with the big bad that you never can beat or understand. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what the endless is about is um, as kids, they escaped a UFO death cult. Now, two adult brothers seek answers after an old videotape surfaces and brings them back to where they began. Yeah. Um, one, the most 
The biggest stretch I saw in this film is the fact that they had a videotape and they were able to watch it. I was like, one, they can barely afford food, but somehow they have this ancient technology <laughs> as a VCR or a camera. Yeah, so it shows like a very brief scene where it's the brothers at a yard sale. Oh, okay. And he buys That's what a I v- And he uses still, the money that? that they would use to fix their car battery to fix on that. that. Oh, wow. Yep. That's a bad... I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who even has those at yard sales? I just thought they were just gone forever. But now that was the biggest exist. stretch I found. Yeah. Um, but now that I'm seeing that, and I, I guess I miss, I wasn't looking. Uh, that Phone makes games. a lot more sense. Am and I that's right? like kind of... <laughs> that's kind of how the... the um, Cause the so he, the deal is that we have these two brothers who escaped a UFO death cult in quotations. Yeah, um, it's very much supposed to be like even he even says it like one of the characters says it uh, that it's kind of like a Heaven's Gate ripoff mm-hmm. of a cult, right? Like yeah. there's even references like one of the someone finds a white sneaker. It's classic of them. The fact that they're like they feel like they have to die to catch like suicide cults are very rare (laughs) that's not really how it works um generally it's like after like they don't set out to to do suicide yeah (laughs) usually it's it's like that they have no other choice in their minds yeah um we will in the future do a cults episode because yeah i feel very strongly um about telling people about them because i think they get you know misrepresented um but in this what i thought was interesting and when we're not advocating for cults though we're not unadvocating for cults either Depends okay. on what they are. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is I get it. I understand. And I think that what I'm saying is we shouldn't villainize people who are in cults. Like the, not oh, the people well, who, yeah. the people who run them. Yes. The people yes. in them. No. Okay. Yes. That's what I'm more so saying. Yeah. I was like, don't join a cult. Yeah. But it's not your fault. Yeah. Also like fully. sometimes it's really hard to find friends as an adult mm-hmm. and you get a whole lot of them and they're only <clears throat> yours and you're only allowed to have them. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. But, <laughs> but what... Am I what, in a cult? <laughs> no, uh, you're not. But what made me have us watch this was I was reading about like different... I was trying to find a cult things. And when it popped up and I remembered their names, um, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, I was like, that sounds interesting. But this article, which I'm totally blanking on, uh, or it was like a listicle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it mentioned that the Endless does, like it has a cult in it, but it does not like villainize the cult. Oh well, yeah. Like, ever. Mm-hmm. like it, it's like one of the only movies that we have that would be considered horror where a cult is involved and it's not like they're evil and it's yeah, just like it's not their fault. Yeah, and if anything, mm-hmm. they're like very human mm-hmm. and they're just kind of making do, and they were genuine and they're right also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's like a lot to it that like. Uh, I thought I was like, that's really cool. So I want to watch it because <laughs> I yeah. was like, I want to see a cult getting like, like just understood for a minute, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just being like, here's the big bad and it's a cult. Like this isn't paranormal activity for, we don't need that. Yeah. Like, just slap on cult at the ends. I'm looking at you midsummer. Stop slapping just cults onto things. That cult didn't make any sense. I'll fight people about it. Yeah. Um, but in this, we have two brothers. They are communicated to via this tape. Which mm-hmm. brings them back to their desert cult. There's a bunch of people who eerily look the same age. Yeah, than when they left. Yeah, when they were ch- children, they ran away. Mm-hmm. Before the ascension or whatever, which is presumably was they were going to die. Yeah. And they obviously haven't died. Because yeah. he's like looking at them. I'm like, they're here. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. The Whoa. younger brother doesn't, because he was too young to kind of know why it was dangerous, mm-hmm. uh, has this like yearning. To do that, to like well, go back. Yeah, a lot of the things that they did there were very positive. There was like this very real sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, they really took care of each other. They like Fed grew their them. own food, yeah. like healthy food, like real food, not ramen noodles. Like it yeah. was freshly brewed corn and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and they instilled like, you know, they gave them space to explore their own creativity and really empowered each other to like mm-hmm. do the best that they could um, and love whatever it is. Like everyone had their own thing and they mm-hmm. were very good at it. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was like cute. And so he he missed that because now it's just him and his brother and they're struggling. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't, like, they never they're had guidance. In, like, they don't know what they're doing. Capitalistic society that... A lot of times sucks. Yeah. So they honestly kind of, it just seems like they ran away from a commune. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the older brother mentions that the 
um, that it was a sick cult. I really felt like he just read about Heaven's Gate and then that's what he was feeding to the mm-hmm. younger brother because he also talks about castration, which did happen in Heaven's Gate yeah. um, to a few of those members. So it was kind of like, look how bad they are. They are like the epitome of bad cults. Mm-hmm. Like, don't drink the Kool-Aid. And also it was Flavor-Aid. But yeah. don't do that like kind of thing. And I don't think it really deserved a cult like designation from yeah. what the little brother was saying, mm-hmm. it really felt like more like just a commune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they didn't have one leader who was making them do that. Yeah, it was definitely commune, and it was like it seemed like they were happy, and yeah. it just happened to be that horrific things were also speaking to them. Yeah, yeah. So that's the big twist because this is Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, right? So they do love Lovecraft, and they put Lovecraftian things into like their work. Mm-hmm. And, like, supernatural, scary things. So the occult yeah, comes spook. in and that they are a cult. A cult. <laughs> <laughs> they are a cult. Um, that believes that there is this big thing, supernatural mm-hmm. creature. Yeah, big guy. That talks to them or interacts with them through, through videos. And pictures. And pictures. Like, like Polaroid. And he, yeah, like, uh, and paintings, too. Because like, mm. he... he, he, he change the page so pretty much like art in in videos he communicates um this is actually a trend because justin benson and aaron moorhead had a film called revolution or mm-hmm. resolution that came out years before um with these two guys um where one friend has the other friend chained to a bed mm-hmm. to um get him sober get him sober because he was um addicted to cocaine and they end up like interacting with some large creature that communicates via video Mm -hmm. so and then we find out in this film that they're there yeah they're actually involved in whatever the endless is um and i was like what is this it was so weird because yeah because you had seen the trailer and you were like what yeah i saw the trailer for resolution i haven't seen resolution yet but i definitely will um and so when those two guys showed up i was like why have i I guess this was the movie that I saw a trailer for, but they left out, like, the entire plot of the rest <laughs> of this film. It wasn't. And then I was, like, when we were, I was researching, and it was, like, and just, like, in Resolution, he communi- it communicates through videotapes. I was, like, wait, hold on, there's another one. And then I was, like, all right, here, it makes sense now. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool about this, we're about to get into spoiler zone. So put on, if you... Skip ahead if you don't want to be spoiled. I do suggest this film. It's done really well, and it was mm-hmm. good. It was it's fun. not, like, scary, scary. It's just kind of, like, mind trip. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when... So there is a creature. Yeah. It does exist. Um, it does communicate with them. And it has this power that if you die during its, like, ascension time, when there's three moons in the sky and they're yeah. all full... If you die during that time, su- uh, suggesting that it's more that you give yourself to it, so mm-hmm. like killing yourself, or if you don't kill yourself but you're trapped in there, it kills you real bad. Yeah. So it's like you kind of end up killing yourself anyway because you don't want it to kill you. Yeah. But you ha- that equals you gave it to them. Yeah. So if you die in there, you there are these like like a skull or weird like sticks in the ground. Yeah, there's sticks in the ground that, that... indicate like plot. The little uh, domes. Yeah. So there's like domes of time. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in them, uh, that get, tell, that how large the dome is designates how much time before you're reset. So if mm-hmm. you die, you come back from when you started in this area, in that dome, and you live until you die again. Yeah. And, and you it just, just resets, that does forever it over. Till the, for forever. Yeah. Uh, the, the two guys from Resolution, at the end of Resolution, it's just darkness and you don't know what happened to them. Surprise, they're stuck in a loop. Yeah. <laughs> so spoilers for a different movie we're not talking about. Yeah. Only because this is the end for that. Um, there's a guy who's in a very, he's like trapped in like a really small one. He's like between a bunch of those things and his loop is like five seconds. Yeah. It's that's like really he pops sad. up and dies, pops up and dies. Another yeah. guy has like a few minutes or like 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he just and walks then, around angrily and then dies. Yeah. And then this cult has 10 years. Yeah. Which is exactly enough time for the brothers to come back right before another ascension. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> like he did appropriately leave because they were going to kill themselves. Yeah, and they were going to get trapped in there. Yeah, for that whole time. Yeah. But I don't think they did end up killing themselves. No. I think they ascended, which was dying. But the monster does it. 
They stand in a circle and the monster doesn't, I'm pretty sure. I took it as that they did kill themselves. I thought that they actually did what they did the suicide cult. Yeah. That's what I thought. I was like, they did it. And this was the one time it was right. Like, I mean, it's wrong because they're stuck in a time loop. But it's also right because now they can just be reanimated for 10 more years to perfect whatever it is they wanted. Because they, for some reason, remember everything from before. Well, because, yeah, it seems like, uh, so there was like, spoilers. Mm-hmm. There's a that. room full of tapes. Mm-hmm. So essentially, uh, you would, ha- it said like 1942, mm-hmm. which is way more than 10 years. So it's like, it's suggested that like, they had found them when they were little kids after their mom had died. Yeah. In that car crash. It had been like maybe a five year mark. No, and and then they raised them a little bit and then they were getting close to the ascension and that's when the brother left. So before they got trapped in the loop. Yes. Yes, they left. So they they had been trapped in this loop since the 40s. They Well, no, uh, the brothers. Could no, have. The, no, the brothers weren't. Yeah, that's the, what I'm the saying. The cult has been there since the 40s and then during one of their 10-year loops they the kids they saved the kids mm-hmm. and were a part of their group and then the kids ran away right before the ascension and then yeah. they had ten more years when they were outside of the cult and when they came back it was right back to the ascension again mm-hmm. which is like what and turned out like no one sent them that tape it was actually the monster the whole time they wanted them to come back yeah I don't yeah. understand why they wouldn't want to do it they didn't have anything else going for them yeah um, <laughs> I feel like I'd I was, like enjoy I, my ten years I was like I kind of but their loop would have been really short so what they would have had to do is come back right after the ascension had happened mm. and then enjoy 10 years and yeah, then redo and then it. And do it, yeah. yeah. I think they should definitely come back. I was like, cool. Um, That's a nice place. Yeah. That side of the monster. It's like a grand old time. There's a, a quote from Justin Benson or Aaron Moorhead, one of the directors, um, that I'm going to butcher. But essentially what the, he was trying to say was that the brothers kind of had their own loop in that there was like this trend that they would follow where the older brother would say, this is what we're doing. And the younger brother would relent and do it, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. And it was just like, that is, was their routine. That's what always happened, even though the younger brother is sad. Mm -hmm. So during the end, which was like, I thought a little disappointing, uh, the younger brother's like, no, I'm going to stay. And then the older brother relents and is like, okay, then I'll stay with you. Yeah. And so it's like this turn. And so they kind of broke their own loop. And that's what really allowed them to leave. Yeah. Is that they had this emotional loop that they broke. And that like kind of like freed, freed them. them. Yeah. Uh, which is like I, now I, when I hear him say that <laughs> or I read that he said that, then I was like, okay, I get why he said that really petty thing. Mm-hmm. Like, where he was like, I just wanted you to agree with me. I was like, really? Now? Now is the time yeah, when this there is isn't a when we supernatural being? Yeah. Like, this is really not the time. You are the worst. I'm leaving you here. <laughs> like, I cannot right it's now. It's like, you literally almost just doomed us. <laughs> For your, like, petty? Like, listen, we can have a big big boy talk outside. Yeah, right? <laughs> outside like, of the dome. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when you knock them upside the head and you take them outside anyway. And then you're like, listen, you weren't being yourself. <laughs> I helped. Sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I definitely recommend it. And it, yeah, it was refreshing in that, you know, we don't get really cliche monsters. It was like, mm-hmm. it's not over the top gore. Everything kind of happens off screen. But it was still really kind of scary and it was suspenseful. Yeah. And then like in knowing what happened at the end, I kind of want to rewatch it. Yeah. It was like, it was effective enough. And I want to like see all the different loops so I can like yeah. kind of see if there's other films. Cause you said the resolution exists. So yeah, I want to see that, that and then yeah. like kind of compare, you know? Yeah. We're Be definitely cool. going to do that. But we watched another thing. We did. Uh, we watched a dark song from 2016 directed by Liam Gavin. So a determined young woman and a damaged occultist risk their lives and souls to perform a dangerous ritual that will grant them what they want. Yeah. So. So. It was a time. Uh, It it wasn't bad. No, I don't think it was was bad. Weird. It was not what I thought it was going to be. Yes. And then when I kind of like figured out like, oh, this is what we're doing. Then it was. Then I was like, okay, let me sit down. And accept that this is what it is. And then mm-hmm. it was fine. Yeah. But before that, I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be a culty. It's going to be weird. There's going to be spooky things. Yeah. And there are some spooky things sprinkled in, but a lot of it is just honestly focused on, like, the rituals. Mm-hmm. Which I, that was like, 
you know what? I never really think about like what real rituals are. And I was like, and it's so absurd that I feel like I kind of believe it. Yeah. Like if, cause the way that they kind of see it is more like religious themed. Mm -hmm. Like uh Kabbalah. Yeah. So it's like there, there's like a, a very, uh, old, like religious kind of thread in there. Yeah. So all Jewish the... mysticism and others things. Yeah. So like the, 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 the rituals, I kind of believed it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Old religion would have these like dark and like peculiar and like very visceral like procedures. And it's, it, it would be a lot about like your blood and your tears and, and like your and just, body fluids. Yeah. Generally just like uncomfortability yeah. and like similar, like discomfort. Yeah. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but yeah, just basically like purifying yourself is something mm -hmm. that they said a lot, which is just basically, not eating. Yeah. Uh, not doing, having sex. Yeah, doing like bare minimum existing essentially yeah. to like purify yourself enough to see. Fasting, lots of fasting. An angel. Yeah. Is the whole thing. Yeah. So what we have is a woman who her story is that her son has died. Mm -hmm. And so she employs this man, presumably from the internet, who has conducted rituals before and has seen demons and angels and just messed around and mm -hmm. demons are afraid of him or whatever. Um, and he is gonna, they're going to do these rituals to get to two angels because they'll get one each and then they get to ask the angel, whatever, mm -hmm. and they get it. Yeah. Um, she, her, her original, like what she says she wants is to talk to her son. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that really says, like, she wants him back or she just kind of wants to, like, see him for one last time. Yeah. Um, so he was abducted from a, like, a child care facility. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to get into spoiler town. Remember. <laughs> so we're spoiler in spoiler town, town. We're here. We're there now. Uh, stop one spoiler town. And uh, then she says that a bunch of kids did satanism to him and murdered him which yeah. is like a big old lie there's that that's a that big real. bunch lie that does that's not a thing that happens yeah uh like kids definitely kill other kids yes uh but not for satanism uh and, and i was for, also i don't think that's what happened no and the, we never I, really like, get a clear in the answer. film i don't think that's what happened it no. was very confusing into how he ended up actually dying yeah and it seemed like she did it and was trying to forgive herself? She Well, she definitely said it's her fault. It's essentially like she was neglecting him because she was supposed to pick him up and she didn't. And instead, uh, she was with some man. And mm. so her neglect as a mother did it cause his death. Because even if he had been abducted by anybody and murdered, which is more r realistic than a bunch of kids who murder for Satan, uh, then, yeah, it is like she would, of course, feel that yeah. That guilt. Um, but she goes through a few things where she's always lying, um, which damaged the ritual. And then we have the guy who's like such a jerk. He also lied a bunch and mm -hmm. damaged the ritual. At the end, we hear that he really just wanted to see his sister. It wasn't that he wanted invisibility, like he said. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because a lot of it, like what was weird to me was that I was like, this very easily could go one of two ways. Like I was very... I was like, I really don't know if it's going to turn out that it was real yeah. and the rituals are really happening or we're it's going to be like these two people were unhinged and that they didn't eat. So they started hallucinating and yeah. they were just hurting themselves. Like, cause the things that like he says are signs are just kind of normal things. Yeah. And like just bad stuff happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a bad time for everybody. Like, the most scary thing about this film is that it was just really uncomfortable yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I never fully love those films. Yeah, I don't really uncomfortable the whole time. Like, just for the sake just of it. it. But, it, I mean, it seemed like they went in really educated to, like, how they filmed the movie. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed like they had taken it from real yeah. writings and things that, like, actually... Yeah. were written down and it wasn't like torture porn like yeah. you didn't see like gory unnecessary like torture or trauma like it was just like here are some really like really messed up things that people probably historically have done yeah just like raw it yeah. was raw yeah it wasn't like unnecessary it was just raw yeah um it was okay i thought the coolest like <laughs> part 
was there's like I guess like a she's seeing in the darkness there's like mm-hmm. a chair and there's a cigarette just like hovering in the darkness. Yeah, that was scary. And I was you scared could for see a like it looked like someone was smoking the cigarette because it would do that thing where it kind of like mm-hmm. lights up a little more and dims and lights up a little more and dims because that's what cigarettes do but there's no one there mm-hmm. and then yeah i thought that was really cool i was like that's the coolest thing they've done this whole time yeah that was like the one part i was like oh i'm watching again yeah cool <laughs> it was interesting yeah I, I thought it was cool they went all smarts with it too like they really tried to follow uh it says book of abramelin which mm. is Kabbalistic grimoire, which I think he says in the film too. I think so. Yeah, he definitely um, calls it a grimoire. I think, and it's like written from Roman numeral century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fourteenth and fifteenth century. Yep. By a Jewish German magic scholar named Abraham von Wooms. Excellent. Uh, so, in this, because we found this article. Um, from toilettohell.com, <laughs> which makes me think it is accurate. Yes. It uh, sounds the real educational. Is the link up spell unveiling the secrets of a dark song. And they say the long ritual described in the book and later adopted in the film was taught to Worms by the magi- magician Abremelin, Abremelin in the city, the lost city of Iraqi, Egypt. The highly detailed system was decoded by the author and he passed the knowledge to his son, Lamech, who compiled it as the Operation Abrelim, or Bremlin. A Bremlin. A Bremlin. Uh, so just like it happens in the movie, the ritual must be done in one year, which is mm-hmm. a hell of a long time. Uh, the preparations include a stark lifestyle, a daily prayer regimen. Regi- regimen. Uh, the privations of all earthy pleasures for the safety of the practitioner. And the goal of this hard exercise is to summon the holy guardian angel, a personal spirit, not with the magician's soul, to gain occult knowledge and spells. Yeah. So it's like you sacrifice all year, you're fasting, you're praying every day. I feel like you're kind of like a nun, like nuns do that. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have special guardian angels? Maybe they do. We just don't know. Maybe. There has to be a Not reason sure. you're trying to marry God. Because Jesus is hot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's not what it is, Gabe. No, it's not what it is. It's not what it is. <laughs> it's not what it is. Uh, the angel, I thought, spoilers, the angel at the end, I thought, was really funny, but also really, I thought it was cool. Yeah. I was like, ooh, it's so big. Although, I will say this, that's not what angels look like. I guess maybe in the Jewish. You the don't Jewish, know. In the Christian and Catholic Bible, angels are terrifying. That's why whenever they show up, they're like, do not be afraid. Because <laughs> yeah. they've got like so many things. They're really terrifying. So this might just be a different version of what angels look like. But they're usually like, I was like, that would have been great for the horror. <laughs> like, yeah. That would have been the scary thing is to show a real angel. But they showed like more, it looked more to me like a Nephilim, um, which is what it when an angel and a human have sex and then have a baby. That's what a Nephilim is. Um, cool. So, like, uh, Goliath was a Nephilim, presumably, because he yeah. was so large. Um, but it's, like, this big, pretty blonde boy. Yeah. And he grants her blonde what babe. she wants. I won't tell you what it is, but he does. Yeah. She gets it. It was time. Yeah, feelings. Yeah, I said feelings. Let's talk about feelings. Okay. So if you like it, it's not all cults. Yeah. Because it's just as bad as it sounds. Yep. Not all cults. And if you don't like it, it's... the it's um, If you're going to do all that stuff, you're going to waste a whole year of your life. You're going to try to summon, summon the things. Don't lie. Yeah. You just made it longer for yourself. Yeah. It's less worse. Like what if you... The problem, you're already doing stuff. Yeah. The problem is like she believes so hard, wholeheartedly in this ritual and in spirituality, like, why wouldn't she think that, like, an angel would know she's lying? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you think that? Like, why wouldn't you think that would sully in some... Like, you gotta come in fresh. You're Both spending them. so much money and a year of your life, and you don't fully believe in this stuff? And you also don't, don't know do what you want. Then. Like, don't do it then. <laughs> so absurd. If you're gonna uh, do it, do it. Yeah. Otherwise, nah. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Don't, ha- don't half-butt one 
two things. Whole butt, one thing. Yes. That's that's a censored version of Parks and Rec quote. <laughs> yeah. Ron Swanson. Yep. That's the censored version for you guys. Uh, okay, Kat. Well, what about for the topic of occultism? It's cool. Yeah. I don't remember what we said a second ago. Not all cults. Not all cults. It's not all cults. I think it's fun. Yeah. I want to bury jars in my yard and think I'm doing something. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was makes you feel a little more powerful. We we lived in the castle. Mm -hmm. We once lived. We've we have always lived in the castle. Yeah, yeah. uh, By our our gal Shirley Jackson. Yeah, the character buries jars in the yard just for everyone to know. Yeah, Uh, to protect to protect everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Not all cults for occultism. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I've never thought cults were bad, and well, they are some. But well, also and it's also, it's not just cult. Misunderstood, yeah. It's and I also occultism, think like, so it's a lot of different I think stuff. witchcraft, you know, is cool. I think um, spiritualism is cool as long mm-hmm. as you're not taking mm-hmm. advantage of people. Um, yeah. As long as it's for good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people who do that for bad. Yeah. Yeah. Usually Satanism is not as bad as everyone says either. Yeah. It doesn't got to be Satan. It's just like supernatural stuff. Yeah. Like you just don't know. You don't get it. That's and okay. regardless, it's, I, yeah, I No think... one knows everything. That's the problem with the world. Everyone thinks they know everything and then they're jerks. Yeah. I think what I really love about this topic and what we were talking about is this idea of like just going back to a time when we, things weren't just black and white, evil and good. Mm-hmm. When it was just like, that is magic, different, special, and we respect it. Yeah. Like, let's Put just go back to that. Put some occultism. respect on occultism and spirituality. But respect on its name. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be in a better place. Yeah, hurt. use it to get your power back. Let's do it. Let's all put a hex on a specific, <laughs> not my president. Yeah, I'm down I'm with that. I'm here for it. Let's um, go. He, let me tell you this. You're, if you're not a witch, there is no such thing as a witch hunt for you. That's not how that works. Yeah. Um, specifically also let women live his yeah it's historically like for him to say as a witch hunt when his like he is taking our rights away and witch hunts are historically there to murder women who don't want to conform and just be like a slave like no no thank you yeah so what about for don't marry me and then kill me when my kids are gone yeah or if i don't give you a son yeah it's ridiculous there's just Uh, such a long history of horrible things that happen to women did you know yeah that's what the cat's the history thing. corner. I hate it. It makes me so mad. <laughs> um, what about the endless and a dark song? Um, for the endless, not every cult. Yeah. But for a dark song, yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. Yeah, I didn't love fun. a dark song. I just thought it was trying. I don't know. I didn't. What really? I like just, movies that are uncomfortable. Yeah, I just really didn't like the the guy in it. Like, she was awful, too, but I didn't like how aggressive he was and manipulative mm-hmm. and just gross. Like, just, like, from the beginning. Yeah. I was just so uncomfortable with his presence that just, like, as a woman who's had to interact with men who are like that, and the fact that this woman was, like, putting herself in the position to have to deal with that a guy. A very vulnerable position, Yeah, like, too. locked in a house. And he, the whole time, like, me, paranoia pants over here, was, like... He could be anyone yeah. and could literally have used this opportunity to, like, hurt you and take advantage of you and, like, your spirituality. And I was then, like, so scared you can't the whole leave. time. I thought that's what the horror of the horror movie was. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's nothing to do with like, it. Like, thank okay. God it wasn't that. Like, thank God yeah, that it would have been other stuff. Just really awful. I was so worried. I yeah. really didn't like him ever. Like, there's parts where he was supposed to be redeemable and I was still like, no. Yeah. You know? Good for you. I'm glad that this is how you happened to you. I'm not gonna spoil it, but yeah, good. <laughs> was so yeah, he mad. was just so, kind of awful. for someone who's done this ritual so many times, right? And presumably has so much power from it. Like he seemed like nothing. Like I wouldn't believe him if he was like, I've done this a few times and it's worked. And sometimes it doesn't. And you look like this and you act like this. Like that's not what someone who has power acts like. So I don't believe you. Yeah. I'm going to find another sketchy man on the internet instead. Yeah, no, he was just really mean, like, from the get-go. And it was just, like, yeah, it was cringy. I didn't, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. But The Endless was fun. Very uncomfortable. Uh, Endless was really fun. Yeah, I did it was very it. motivational for me as a writer who loves 
writing weird stuff like that. Um, I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, yes, I'm so, like, I really liked where everything was going. And I just really enjoy them. I, and I am, I'm going to watch Resolution and anything they ever make, mm-hmm. I will watch. Yes, yeah, And fun. I will be in their corner. Until they do something stuff. bad or if they do something bad. Inevitably. <laughs> As it is. Uh, but, yeah. Although, I do hope that they do know that women can be pedophiles. Yeah. Because there's a whole line in there where they well, say he's, they... Well, the brother's like, yes, they yeah. can be pedophiles. And he's and like... And the younger ah! one's like, no, they can't. Because it's like, no, all right, hold on. He we was shutting up. him down. He was like, go to bed because yeah. you're saying bad <laughs> I stuff. I was like, we're not putting this under the rug. I just yeah. want it to be known. And if it, either one of these men did not know that... <laughs> That they is the definitely case. can. And men can be taken advantage of. So let's not. All right. Putting that one to bed. Just want to put that little. That's why I kept saying to go to bed. Yep. Exactly. It is in bed now. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone was wondering. Uh, all right. Yeah. So that was occultism. Yeah. Uh, and uh, next week for the month of December, we're jumping into a new series. Woo! So stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. I think we're going to have a good time. a loud sound I made. I think it's going to be fun. That's (laughs) what that means. So. All right. Well, don't get married. Don't eat your kids. Cool. Or, well, they get murdered and then you have to do a very year-long ritual. Mm Mm-hmm. Ew.